All right, before we get going, I need two Martinez boys. I need you guys to come here and do me a favor. I'm, I'm volunteering I'm you uh, to go, and I want you to make sure that everybody in this room, including the balcony, gets one of these. If you need more, they're up here, okay? So make sure everybody gets one of those. They're handing you an envelope with a card inside. Do not open the envelope, okay? Do not open the envelope until I tell you, uh, but just hold on to that, and... Um, and just, yeah, just hold on to that for uh, several minutes, and then we'll get into that. So um, today's message is all about forgiveness. Um, and in my life, I know in my life, uh, there have been times when people have hurt me, uh, things that people have said about me, things that people have done to me uh, that have hurt. And uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like rocks, you know, kind of like what Bob was talking about in his, in his community meditation earlier. When somebody hurts you, when somebody hurts me, uh, it's kind of like, kind of like a backpack, and and filling it up with rocks. For I have some rocks up here. For example, um, there's a, a rock that has the word gossip written on it. You know, I don't know about you, but there have been people in my life who have gossiped about me. You know, people who I trust, uh, people who I care about, and people who said they cared about me but they gossiped about me, and that hurts. You know, they talk bad about you behind your back or they share private information that they shouldn't share and, you know, and it kind of goes in the backpack, you know, and, and it weighs you down. Uh, there's a rock up here with the word lying on it. There have been people who have lied to me in my life, people who have lied about me in my life, and that hurts. And it's hard to forgive when somebody lies to you or lies about you. You guys need more cards? Okay, thanks. But when somebody lies about you or lies to you, that really hurts. And it's really hard. And it goes in the backpack because, you know, it's hard to forgive. So it, it also goes in the backpack there. And these are heavy rocks. And last night I actually put the backpack on it. That happened again. Um, so there's a, a rock up here with the word cheating on it. I've had uh, people cheat on me in the past. Not my wife. Not my wife. Not her. But I've had people in my past cheat on me, and that really hurts. That that oh that that's terrible. And, and then the last one here is this rock that says betrayal on it. Now, I don't know about you, but I've had people betray me in the past. Uh, friends, uh, people who said they were my friend, and and they turned on me. They betrayed me. And it all goes in the backpack because it's hard to forgive. And, and what happens is, is that we kind of zip our backpack up and we've got uh, this heavy weight, this heavy burden, and then, and then we put it on and uh, we try and carry it around all by ourselves. And, and it weighs you down. And it weighs heavy on you. And, and it hurts, that, that weight. And, and it's not just a physical weight, but there's a an emotional weight that we carry when we can't forgive. There's a spiritual weight that we're carrying when we can't forgive. And it does take its toll on you physically. It makes you physically ill. It makes you physically hurt when you can't forgive or when you don't forgive. It hurts. It hurts physically. It hurts emotionally. It hurts spiritually. And we carry these weights around with us. And if we're honest, we'd agree that, yes, we've all been there. We've had people 
lie to us or lie about us. And it hurts. We've had people, maybe you've had someone cheat on you or cheat on your family. Or cheat on your business. They cheated you. Maybe you've had people gossip about you and talk bad about you behind your back or to your face. You've had people talk about you and gossip about you. Or maybe we've had people who have uh, betrayed us. They betrayed a confidence. They betrayed your trust. They betrayed you. And it hurts. And it's hard to forgive, especially when it's someone in the church especially when it's a fellow brother or sister in Christ, when it's a fellow Christian and they lie about you or lie to you, or if they will betray your trust, betray a confidence, if they will gossip about you or stab you in the back, don't they know better? I mean, they're, they're a fellow Christian. They should know better. They should know that you're supposed to treat one another as you want to be treated. They should know. That you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. They should know that you're supposed to love one another as Christ has loved you. They should know better. And it hurts even more when it's a brother or sister in Christ. When it's a fellow church member who hurts you, who betrays you, who cuts you to the heart, cuts you to the core, cuts you to your soul. It really, really hurts. And that's the hardest to let go of. That's the hardest to say, I'm going to forgive. That's the hardest to say, I, I need to forgive. But it isn't easy. And anyone who tells you that forgiveness is easy is trying to sell you something. Someone who tells you, no, no, just let it go. Just, just forgive them and, and move on. They don't know what you've been through. And they don't know how you've been hurt. They don't know how it felt when you were cheated on, or when you were rejected, or when you were lied about, or when you were lied to. They don't know. And so when they tell you, oh, just get over it, or just snap out of it, or just forgive and, and move on, they don't know. And I'm not going to sit here today and tell you that it's easy, but what I want to do is I want to kind of help you with that process a little bit, if I can. And then we're going to do a little exercise in just a minute with these rocks, and we'll show you what that's going to be about in just a few minutes. But for right now, we're going to look at a couple of verses of Scripture as we uh, conclude our series called Heart Matters. This is a series we started all the way back at the beginning of October by talking about the last command that Jesus gave to his followers. If you haven't been here before, this is what we've been talking about, this idea that we need to love one another as Christ has loved us. It's the last command Jesus gave his followers before he was crucified, before he went to the cross and died for our sins. The last command that Jesus gave his followers was to love one another as he has loved us. And we've talked about very practical ways that we can put this command into process, into practice. We talked about how we need to encourage one another in discouraging times. We talked about how we need to bear with one another sometimes. And sometimes we get on each other's nerves in the church and we need to bear with one another. Uh, sometimes we need to uh, care for one another. That's one of the commands we're given is to care for each other as well as to welcome each other, accept each other. Last week we talked about what it means to restore one another. That when someone is caught in a sin, how do we restore them back to the fellowship? Uh, how do we restore them back to relationship? And today we're going to talk about, like I said, of what is probably the hardest command that we are given in the New Testament, and that is to forgive one another. And we're going to look at two 
passages of Scripture uh, from two letters that Paul wrote. Uh, the first is in Colossians, the second is in Ephesians. The one in Colossians uh, was written to the churches around the city of Colossae. And the city of Colossae is located in what is now modern-day Turkey. And the second one is from the book of Ephesians, and that is a letter that Paul wrote to the churches in the city of Ephesus, and that was located in ancient Greece. So this is all written to places in the Middle East Mediterranean area uh, about 2,000 years ago, a little less than 2,000 years ago. Um, but the, the Bible is very practical for us today. And the letters of Paul are very practical for how we can live out our faith. And, and, and when it comes to loving one another, Christ has loved us, we need to forgive one another as well. And so we're going to look at this first verse. It'll be up here on the screen. It's Colossians 3.13, which says, Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's tough stuff. I mean, that's not easy. And he repeated that same command to the Ephesians in Ephesians 4.32. He said, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Again, very difficult command. Forgive as God in Christ, as, as just as in Christ God forgave you. Now, I've been teaching you some ancient Greek words along the way. The New Testament was written in ancient Greece, in ancient Greek. And uh, here's a, a couple of Greek words that go along with this idea of forgiveness. Uh, the first is the word karizomai. And karizomai means acting in grace, to forgive graciously, and to forgive. That's what the word karizomai means. Now, I know it sounds like chorizo, uh, but it is not a Mexican sausage. Uh, it is karizomai, which means to forgive. Uh, to forgive graciously. Um, it, the, the, the root of this word is the Greek word charis, and that is the word for grace. In other words, grace and forgiveness go hand in hand. You cannot forgive without grace. Grace is a, a, the unmerited favor of God. It's what God gives to every man, woman, and child on this planet who comes to faith in Christ. He, he gives them this free gift of grace. That when you put your faith and trust in Jesus by believing in Him and turning away from your sins and repentance, confessing your faith and getting baptized, God washes away all your sins, and it's a gift of His grace. You can't earn it by being good enough. You can't earn it by going to church enough. You can't buy it by putting enough money in the offering plate. You can't be good enough for it. You can't do enough good deeds for it. You can't balance out the scales between right and wrong. Nope. Grace is a free gift. And it's available to anyone everywhere. It's a free gift of God. And grace is the uh, root of forgiveness. You can't have forgiveness without grace. And like I said, you can try to be good enough for it. You can try and balance up the scales. And you can try and earn your way into heaven, but you can't do it. You can only do it by accepting God's grace. Now, there's another word that is used for forgiveness in the New Testament. And this one's actually used more. Uh, the first word is karizomai, and it's used in those two passages we looked at in Colossians and Ephesians. But there's a word afiemi, and afiemi uh, means forgiveness of can or canceling of a debt or sin. Uh, it means to release or to let go, kind of like having a frozen moment and letting it go. Um, some of you have children or grandchildren who nonstop watch the movie Frozen, apparently. Uh, but sometimes you've got to let it go. Uh, and that's what afiemi means. And it's used in a couple of different passages, uh, such as these. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says, 
If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Now, on, on the surface level, on face value, that is a terrifying verse. Because there are probably people in your life and people in my life who we look at and say, I don't want to forgive them. They have hurt me and they cut me to the core and I don't want to forgive them. They cheated on my family, they cheated on me, they cheated on my business, they lied, they, they betrayed me, they gossiped about me, and I don't want to forgive them. Maybe there are people in your life like that. And you read a verse like this and you think, wait a minute, if I don't forgive somebody else, then God's not going to forgive me. I don't know that that's exactly what Jesus had in mind. Because if, you, if, if that's the meaning of the verse, then your salvation is dependent upon your ability to forgive someone else. And your forgiveness is dependent on your ability to forgive someone else. And that's not the case. Your forgiveness is dependent on one thing, and that's God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That's what your salvation is dependent on. But it doesn't absolve you from the responsibility to forgive someone. And we're going to talk about that in just a second about why you need to forgive. But your salvation is not dependent upon your ability to forgive other people. What it is dependent on is what Jesus did at the cross. And because of what Jesus did at the cross, because he suffered and died for your sins and your sins and your sins and your sins and my sins, because he died for our sins and because he died to forgive us, how do we respond to that forgiveness? How do we respond to that grace how do we respond to that gift? By forgiving others. And like I said, it's not easy, but it's something we've got to do. Not so that we'll be saved, not so that we'll be forgiven, but because we are saved and because we are forgiven. That's why we forgive, it's because we've already been forgiven. Uh, this word, Afiemi, is used in 1 John 1, 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And again, if you look at a verse like that at face value, you may think, well, my salvation, my forgiveness is dependent upon my ability to confess my sins. But what if I forget one of my sins? What if I forget many of my sins? Or what if I die before I confess my sins? Am I not going to be saved? Am I not going to be forgiven? Again, no. Your salvation, your forgiveness is not dependent upon your ability to confess your sins. Your salvation, your forgiveness is dependent upon Christ's uh, death on the cross and his resurrection. Now, because Christ died for your sins, you need to confess your sins to keep in mind that you're still a sinner, and I'm still a sinner. We need to confess our sins and own up to the fact that we still fall short. And God is faithful and just, and he forgives us all our sins. That's what it says in Colossians 2, 13 and 14. Again, this word off the Amy is used here. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us how many of our sins? All of our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. That when, when Jesus died on the cross, God took our sins and put them on Christ. And when Jesus died, your sins died too. Your sins are gone. And Jesus was buried and then he was raised back to life. But the sins didn't come with him. They're gone forever. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, that as far as the east is from the west, so far God has removed our transgressions from us. That your sins are gone. I mean, you are clean. You are forgiven. Past, present, and future. He forgave us all our sins. So how, how do we respond? How do we respond to this gift of grace? How do we respond to this forgiveness? How do we respond to this salvation? 
by forgiving others. That's one of the things we're called to do, to forgive other people. The, the, I, I want to boil it down like this. The key to unlocking biblical forgiveness is to not focus on the forgiveness you have to give to someone else. It is not to focus on the gift on the forgiveness that you have to give to someone else. No, the key is to focus on the forgiveness you have already received from God. To focus on the forgiveness you have already received. Know this, you are forgiven. By God's grace, through faith in Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Now, how do you respond? By forgiving others. By forgiving other people. Forgiving your brothers and sisters in Christ when they sin against you. Forgiving those people who have hurt you in the past, especially your brothers and sisters in the church. And forgiving them. And, and so how do you do that? Uh, a friend of mine told me that uh, she's heard a thousand sermons on forgiveness, read a thousand books on forgiveness, but nobody ever tells you how to forgive. Well, I have, uh, I have some suggestions that may help you to forgive others. Uh, the first is, don't focus on your hurt, focus on your healer. See, when someone hurts you, it, it leaves a mark. It's like a cut. And, and what do you do you, if you keep picking at a cut? You keep picking at a scab. It never heals, does it? It's not going to heal if you keep picking at that scab. And if you keep focusing on your hurt, if you keep focusing on how they hurt you, and you keep picking at that scab, you're never going to heal. And that's when you've got to let it go and say, okay, I'm going to let the healer heal my heart. I'm going to let the healer heal my wound. Don't focus on your hurt. Focus on your healer. And God is able to heal all wounds. He is the great healer. And he can heal your hurts. Secondly, don't focus on their sin, focus on the Savior. Don't focus on their sin, focus on the Savior. Because when you focus on the person who hurt you, when you focus on the sinner who sinned against you, you can't see Jesus. All you can see is straight ahead that person. And when you run into them, or when you see them, or you hear their name, or you think about their face, all you can see is them, and how they hurt you, and the sin that they committed against you. And when you take your eyes off of Jesus, all you can see is their sin. So instead of focusing on their sin, focus on the Savior, Jesus Christ. Because the Savior is the one who can do the healing and who can bring uh, the, the, he can lessen the pain. He can heal the heart. He saved you so that you can forgive others. He forgave you so that you can forgive others. So don't focus on their sin, whatever that sin was, betrayal, gossip, uh, lying, cheating, stealing. Don't focus on their sin, focus on the Savior. And finally, don't focus on your pain, focus on God's power. You cannot forgive without the power of God. You cannot forgive someone else without God's power. You need the power of God to help you forgive. And that means surrendering to the Holy Spirit. That means saying, Lord, I need your power. But don't give me too much because I just might beat him to death. But I need, I need your power to help me to forgive. And it's only by the power of God that that's going to happen. So if you focus on your hurt and not on the healer, you're going to keep hurting. 
If you focus on their sin and not on the Savior, you're never going to get past it. If you focus on your pain rather than God's power, you're never going to be able to forgive. You've got to surrender to the power of God. Because the power of God is all that's going to help you forgive. So, what's with the rocks? What's with the envelope? What's with the chest? Usually when I put the chest out, it means that we're going to take up a special offering. We're not taking up a special offering. Sean's not asking for money today. So, what we're going to do instead is, is I want you to pull out that envelope. I want you to pull out that yellow, little yellow card that's inside. Now, I'm not asking you to forgive anyone today. I'm not asking you to forgive that person. Because from the beginning of this sermon, when I told you that what we were going to talk about was forgiveness, that person came to mind. And you know who I'm talking about. That person. That brother or sister in Christ. That friend or former friend. Your parents or your children or your grandchildren or your grandparents or your uncle or your aunt. That person came to mind that you know you need to forgive. And so what I want you to write down is that name. Lord, I need to forgive. Not, Lord, I am going to forgive, because you may not be there yet. Today is just about owning it up and saying, I need to forgive this person, because I'm tired of carrying around this backpack full of rocks. I'm tired of carrying around this pain. I'm tired of carrying around this load, this heavy weight. And I'm going to, I'm going to start. Your first step is just to say, Lord, I need to forgive, and then help me to forgive. And what I want you to do is write down that name, put it back in the envelope. No one's going to look at it. Because what I want you to do is I want you to put it in this chest. There's a ton of envelopes in here already. And I want you to come forward and put it in the When we, we're going to play a song in just a second called Forgiveness. I want you to bring that envelope forward and lay it here and leave it here. Saying, Lord, I need to forgive. And then, and then the last step is I want you to take one of these rocks. Not to throw at me or anyone else. But I want you to take one of these rocks as a reminder that you need to forgive that person. And when you get to that point, when you say, okay, I'm ready to let it go, I'm ready to forgive, and I'm going to forgive that person, I want you to drop the rock. I want you to drop it in your garden or drop it in your fish tank or wherever you got to drop it. But I want you to, to get rid of the rock when you're ready to forgive. But until that time, hold on to it. It's just that reminder of, yep, I got so far to go and I still need to forgive. Hold on to that rock, put it in your purse, Put it on your, uh, the dashboard of your car. Uh, put it um, you know, uh, uh, next to your, on your vanity at home. Put it somewhere you're going to see it just as that reminder. I need to forgive. I need to forgive. I need to forgive. And remember, it's not about your ability to forgive. It's about how you've been forgiven. We're going to play a song by Matthew West called Forgiveness. And if you're ready, and again, not everybody is going to do this. And I understand that. And not everybody has to do this. But if you're at that point where you say, yep, I need to forgive, I want you to come forward while this song plays. Drop it in the, in the chest. Take a rock and return to your seats. I hope it helps. I hope it feels freeing, cleansing, and, and I hope you feel better. And I know it's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. I can tell you that it's easy. I just hope it feels a little bit better today. Remember, we've all been hurt. There's not a person in this room that doesn't bear a scar. If we will focus on the healer, the Savior, and God's power, we will discover that we have the ability, through His strength 
in his love and his forgiveness to forgive others. Jesus said to forgive as the Lord forgave you. Paul said to forgive as the Lord forgave you. Let's do that, shall we?